With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Are you tired of endlessly searching for work, applying for jobs, and never hearing back? Job openings vanishing into thin air? What if with just one connection, you could link with dozens of companies that are hiring? What if that connection was a locally owned business ready to help without charging a fee? Express Employment Professionals is your one connection. Go to ExpressPros.com. With endless opportunities, it's time to try something new in your job search. Let Express Employment Professionals help you. Start at ExpressPros.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts connect the alarm change the podcast you stream connect the snooze 10 more minutes to dream connect the shower lather up with the news sports talk comedians or movie reviews connect with that 3 hour philosophy show change the drive into work in traffic so slow Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. I'll tell you who's going to wind up coaching the Green Bay Packers in a couple of minutes, but a night of studliness for Colt McCoy, who unfortunately now done for the season, a broken fibula, suffered in tonight's loss against the Philadelphia Eagles. Redskins fans had to watch Mark Sanchez come in, really direct the team to no points. And despite the fact Sanchez was excited after the game, talking to the media for the first time in a long time, where they were paying attention to what he has to say, 
I can't believe Redskins fans are looking at anything but a 6-10 and 10 finish. But before Colt McCoy left this game for the rest of the season, one of the great moments in guy history, Mr. Harmon, you have the story. Thomas Boswell, he writes for the Washington Post. You find him on Twitter at Thomas Boswell, WP. Quote, went back and checked the game tape. Colt McCoy stayed in after injury. He completed a five-yard pass, called back by a 10-yard holding penalty. Then he completed a 10-yard pass that set up a 44-yard field goal. Tried to trot off with a broken leg. Two plays he stayed in. With a broken leg. Completed both of them. Had one call back. Could you just see that? You're on, you're on a broken leg. You know something's wrong, right? You can yeah. feel feel the rush. If you've ever broken a bone, you know exactly mm-hmm. what I'm talking about here, folks. You feel the rush, and then you have the holding penalty. You probably want to go and choke, you know, go to Marcus Lawrence and choke out your lineman. How do you like, f- come on! How do you feel if you're the lineman now? You hear that story. Wait, he broke his leg. Oh, and I committed a penalty. Oh, man. Oh, that's my fault. We got the field goal. I yeah. Feel, I, I feel bad about that. I blocked yeah, extra I, you know, hard on that next I'm play. sorry about that. You know, because I could tell you weren't feeling good, so I wanted to make sure nobody got to you. So that's why I committed that holding penalty. You okay? Something next level right there. I mean, man. that's pretty good. A lot that, of folks in, in that game. In the mentions go, what is he, a leg. hockey player? Can you imagine if he, if he got hit yeah. already with a broken leg and then it breaks it further? Or that's that's real. that's some kind of pain tolerance or to be able to stay in and then go, you know what, I'm done. And then he walked and he limped off. And he limped a locker with a broken leg. He now the, the snarky guy in me says, there's no way I'm seeding this job to Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> you shoot me up with something at halftime and get me out get there. Get me back out there. I'm not going to walk out and Mark Bleepin' Sanchez is taking this job from me. And Sanchez is like, yeah, hey, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I'm fresh. Yep, sat around 10 weeks. Yeah, all good. Ready to, hey, ready to play. Well, I'm and excited. then he handed the ball off to Adrian Peterson, and away he went. Well. Like we turned back the, the clock. That's what I would say if I was Mark Sanchez. You see my impact on this offense immediately. Instant my offense. My first buddy. handoff, that was the best yep. handoff I've ever had in my life. Looked good, too, didn't he? Gives the ball to Adrian Peterson. Peterson goes 90 yards for a touchdown. It's all me. I'd be running up and down the field going, yeah. Yeah, oh man, yeah, I got it, I did it. I I'm bringing this offense back. I handed it to him. It was fantastic. That was Mark Sanchez, and that was the high point. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, it was. Yeah, things kind of just went downhill from there very quickly. But we'll have more on this. Jason Lock and Four are going to stop by in a few minutes. CBS Sports NFL Insider. We'll talk this game and all the other big stories in the NFL. But let's get to the Green Bay Packers situation. Because I'm going to tell you who's going to wind up coaching the Packers next. Yesterday, Mike McCarthy was fired following the Packers' loss to the Arizona Cardinals. I submit that anytime you lose to the Cardinals, you should be fired. But we'll, you know, fry that fish another day. Why did he get fired? Obviously, he lost the locker room. He lost Aaron Rodgers. All this, oh, Aaron Rodgers wasn't here. He wasn't happy. He was No, that's why you make the change and you fire a guy midseason if you lose the locker room. Todd Bowles has not lost the locker room, and that's why he's still the head coach of the Jets, even though he's just waiting to be fired. But Mike McCarthy got fired because he lost Aaron Rodgers. He lost the locker room. Aaron Rodgers had his chance after the game yesterday talking about Mike McCarthy's 
job. And he said, you know what? Not my job. We're getting ready to play, and I'm going to defer. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. That was his chance to throw support behind keeping Mike McCarthy. But you knew it wasn't because they didn't get along. And we told you that the tipping point for Mike McCarthy was the Seahawks game and the bad decisions that he made. That was the point of no return. That's where everybody turned against him. And no matter what, that was the where you got to the top of the mountain and either if Mike McCarthy started winning, it would go back the other way, but we went over the top and down the other side because of the mistakes that were made. When you do it on, on nationally televised games, it becomes that much of a bigger deal. And that's what happened to Mike McCarthy. Because of those mistakes in the game, that's when we knew, you know what, he's done. But he couldn't make it to the end of the season. So who's next? The Packers can't go into the next great offensive mind. They can't go Josh McDaniels, even though you know Josh McDaniels has a deal to be the head coach of the Patriots. He could have gone to coach Andrew Luck in Indianapolis and said, oh, yeah, on second thought. They can't afford that. Aaron Rodgers is in the last three or four years of his prime. Can you have a guy come in, a whiz kid with an offense? I don't know that that works. I also don't know if there's another whiz kid out there. So where do you have to go? You have to go to a coach that's offensive mind that will be able to morph his beliefs into what Aaron Rodgers does the best. John Harbaugh is the first guy at the top of that list. But John Harbaugh might not get fired now because he's won three in a row. He's made the change to Lamar Jackson, and Jackson is playing well enough to win games. Running the ball well, he's throwing okay enough. Lamar Jackson's winning games. We talked about the different kind of energy that's needed sometimes around teams, and that's what the Ravens have right now. Lamar Jackson's not playing out of his shoes, but he's playing well. He's doing Lamar Jackson things. And they've won three, and they're in the driver's seat for a wild card spot. So John Harbaugh may keep his job, maybe the guy to say, hey, I can coach Lamar Jackson. But you still need that cachet. Who is a great offensive mind? who has recently had success that Aaron Rodgers will buy into and the other team will buy into. And there's two guys that fit that. All right, let's go. What do you got? Bruce Arians and Gary Kubiak. Bruce Arians is someone who has before, with a couple of different teams, turned an offense into something really, really good. He made Arizona work for a while. Pittsburgh work, he made Indianapolis work. He made it work everywhere. And this is just a few years. This is 2012 through 2015, 2016. This is not John Gruden. I was good in 2003. This is just the last few years, the modern evolution of the NFL. Arians is a great guy to come in. He he and Rodgers would work great together. Gary Kubiak has even a better resume. He won. He went to the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning when he was good. He won a Super Bowl when Peyton Manning stunk. His health being an issue because stepping away after his heart problems and the same thing Bruce Arians want to make sure you get a clean bill of health for both those guys and I understand that you know right, that's that's a question but if they can show yeah they want back in these are your two guys these are your two offensive geniuses that will tailor their beliefs around Aaron Rodgers because they know now I have the best quarterback in the NFL and now I'm going to make this work. What does he do well? What can I put in? I'm not going to square peg round hole things because I saw that work from Mike McCarthy. He won a Super Bowl, got to conference championships, and there he got fired. So I'm going to go in and try to make what I do fit around what he does and will be constant playoff performers and will be Super Bowl favorites. Those are your two guys, Bruce Arians and Gary Kubiak. Yeah, the curiosity with Kubiak is whether he wants to go and commit, and can he commit to multiple years? Now, look, every one of us is, uh, how, how did some of our colleagues term it, day-to-day. 
So you you can't. But then again, uh, aren't, aren't we, we all? all? Exactly. So the the fact uh, of the past health uh, concerns certainly there, and you look at Kubiak, what he's done in a personnel role for the Denver Broncos has been fantastic. Right now, Philip Lindsay's setting the the hair of the NFL on fire, and I say that because he's got really good hair. He does have I good hair. Fantastic. So running hair. back, his name is Philip. That's kind of weird. That's all right. We he's call him running Phil. back is Philip. Yeah, but he goes by Philip. See? Yeah, I know it's weird. It's it's weird. So does Philip. Okay. Normally we shorten it to Phil. Yeah, Those two guys Phillip both Rivers it's quarterback. That's fine. But Philip for a running back is just kind of weird. Yeah, either way, he's getting it done. Yeah, and he's okay. been fantastic. I Another know, great yes. game this week. Uh, and a lot of that is you know some of the work Kubiak's doing as to what that system becomes. The Broncos like like Harbaugh. Vance Joseph suddenly maybe he keeps his job mm-hmm. too. We'll see what happens over this final month, but. You, you look at Kubiak perhaps wanting to get back in the game. You're looking at a three- to four-year buy-in. I, you know me. I love Bruce Arians, not just because he's in the background of some of what we've talked about here on Fox Sports Radio and visits from Jay Glazer. Just I like the temperament. I like the aggressiveness. I like the style that he goes after it. That he's always good for a good soundbite uh, in post-game press conferences. So that would be fun. And I think when you come in knowing, hey, Aaron Rodgers, we got two to three years maybe four years to make this work, that there's an aggressiveness that flows through there. Uh, the current odds, you got McDaniels you talked about. Lincoln Riley, he'll have his pick of jobs if he wants to come up to the next level. DeFilippo, Eric Bieniemy, Carmichael, Lafleur, and then you get down to Taylor, Harbaugh, Freddie Kitchens. Oh, Freddie! Although this past week probably goes against some of the momentum there. But uh, where's where's um, Jeff Fisher on the list? Oh no, it's offensive genius, not defensive genius. Oh. Offensive genius. Oh yeah, so he's not on there. Uh, but <laughs> interesting because I, I still wonder with John Harbaugh to some degree whether they decide to just excise the staff because Ozzie Newsom's leaving. That maybe mm-hmm. there's just a whole new set of eyes, right, from the coaching position as well as the GM in trying to build around Lamar Jackson. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Joining us now on the hotline, a man who is buying up every ticket he can to the Camping World Bowl in Orlando to watch the Syracuse Orange take on the West Virginia Mountaineers. Jason Locken for it. Jay, what's happening? Going on, guys. I, I honestly, I got. I didn't even know who they were playing. Is that is that confirmed? <laughs> yeah. I did not even know who they were playing. <laughs> yeah, Syracuse is back in a bowl, and Mark Sanchez is starting a quarterback. It's oh, 2013. <laughs> yeah, I want to get out of this time warp. Well, I like the Syracuse in a ballpark, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we survived that. I did not fall asleep on the couch. I give myself a lot of credit for that because Mondays are usually long days after Sundays. But I made it through that entire footballing atrocity. Yeah, you know, what what's your big takeaway from this game? Because I, we were just talking about it a few minutes ago, and it's the NFC East still stinks. The Redskins mm-hmm. will be lucky to get to eight and eight, and you know the Redskins now they're going to sit and watch Mark Sanchez play quarterback for four weeks, and here come the Colin Kaepernick rumors again. Yeah, but they won't sign him. I mean, I mean, I, nobody's even considered it. Which uh, I, look, we're we're weeks away from the start of this. Um, Proceedings. I mean, there's not going to be a settlement. I reported a couple of weeks back that 
they are deep into the scheduling phase of this Kaepernick grievance and figuring out this owner can make it to Philadelphia for the hearing on this day and this coach could be there that day and this GM and the commissioner. Like, it, it's going to be uh, quite a bleep show. And, uh, you know, it's, it's going to start early in 2019 and it's probably going to take two or three weeks to play out. And then we'll see what Stephen Burbank, the system arbitrator, decides if, if you know, there's there's cause for damages here and if, if Kaepernick proves his case. But, I mean, we saw, what, four or five teams last year just willingly torpedo their season for the likes of Tom Savage and Brett Hundley and um, Brandon Whedon started a game. Less. You know, like all that happened for teams that had legit playoff ambitions before their quarterback got hurt. And you saw it happen again this year. Um, we got to see some more Blaine Gabbert. Um, that was fun. That was great. Um, you know, we, we're now seeing Mark Sanchez. You know, somebody beat me over the head with a shovel. Like, <laughs> Nathan Peterman will get a job before Colin Kaepernick does. But you're right. This is just all about football, and I'm the one who's delusional. <laughs> the National Football League, Week 13, uh, a lot of strangeness, and certainly people uh, bemoaning the departure of Mike McCarthy. From the sideline, it seems to me if you're done with a guy and the team yeah. is seemingly done with him, uh, you only get so long before the Super Bowl wears off, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, th- there's a lot of ways you can sort of view that prism, right? You can look at it through nine playoffs and 11-year stretch, including, I think, four championship games and a Lombardi. Uh, and then you could look at it through the last 36 months, which is, ugly football and Aaron Rodgers not performing near the level you would expect it and friction amongst the staff and McCarthy. Look, anytime you have to do what he did last year, he basically fired his entire offensive staff, brought in a whole new offensive staff. And we've seen the weeble wobbling in recent years between is he going to call plays or isn't he and how much of it is he calling and how much is, is Aaron just torpedoing it at the line of scrimmage and doing whatever he wants to do anyway. Like that, that's only sustainable for so long. And, and if the, the guy is in the top five in completion percentage and yards per attempt and touchdown interception ratio and quarterback rating, then whatever. It doesn't really matter. But that really hasn't been the case this year. Um, and there's been a lot of, I mean, a lot of games where he's struggling to hit 200 yards passing and he's only completing 58% of his passes. And he doesn't throw picks, and we know that. But this has not been an Aaron Rodgers season. And I reported back in week four that, I mean, numerous people who know both of those particulars very well were thoroughly convinced that these were their their dying days together, and there was no chance that that coupling was together in 2019. Turns out they didn't make it through 2018, but I'm with you guys. Like, I understand that he would feel like McCarthy, it's disrespectful in some degree to have this happen to him, but three weeks from now, when he's with his family for Christmas and his agent's calling him every 10 minutes, telling him, you know, I, I think I can get $48 million guaranteed from this team, I think I can get 52 from that team, and he's able to sit back and assemble a staff and pick and choose and really dissect the field and figure out which jobs he's interested in and which he's not interested in. Um, I, I think it's going to be a positive for him in a lot of ways and, and take this month to recharge his batteries a little bit, um, you know, and, and reconnect with people who he rarely gets to see this time of year. And, and for them, you're right. It was over. It's been over there for a long time. And now let's see who they get to replace him. All right, now let me play NFL insider here because here's the two guys that I think it's going to come down to in the end. 
depending on on the health of one of the guys because I don't think the the Packers can go and have Josh McDaniels have an offensive whiz come in. I don't think that's a match for Aaron Rodgers where he's at in his career. But he needs an offensive mind who's come in with the cachet that can get the buy-in. And the two names that keep hitting me you know, in the head with who they are are Bruce Arians and Gary Kubiak, and obviously Kubiak's health depending on if he can come back and be on the sideline. It's interesting. Um I'm with you on the McDaniels part. I I don't see that as a match for a lot of reasons. Um, I think if you look at the, what what the Packers generally do, like who was Mike McCarthy before they hired him? You know what I mean? Who was Mike Sherman before they hired him? Who was you know Holmgren before they hired him? It was it was a young you know, right a younger or at least in two of those cases pretty young offensive mind who had been around a lot of smart offensive coaches and had the sort of pedigree as somebody on the rise, but. They had to come in and learn the Packer way. You know, they weren't bringing people in who had multiple rings or had done it a million times before to come in and say, "This is how I coach the team." And especially with Mark Murphy flexing his muscles there now, and clearly the de facto owner, I think they want somebody who will be fairly malleable and who they think you know they can kind of—I won't say control, but I think the, the way that power is delegated will probably change a little bit. Um, I hadn't thought about BA there. I think he could do a great job with it, but there is that health concern. And do we want to hire a guy and then have to worry, you know, nine months from now if we're making a change again? And do we have the next man up already on our staff? Kubiak, I continue to hear he loves what he's doing in personnel. And while teams will come after him, I think he'd make a ton of sense for the New York Jets, where they're basically already running a version of his offense with Jeremy Bates. Um, but I just, you know, he was with McCagnan in Houston, but I just don't know at the end of the day that he's going to do that. Um, so I don't think, I, honestly, I'm not sure either of those guys coach in the NFL ever again, but I, I, I like how you're thinking. Gary Kubiak gets to walk around with a sign going, I made sure we got Philip Lindsay uh, to Denver. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Smith Show with Mike Garman here from the Geico Studios of Fox Sports Radio on the hotline with a CBS Sports NFL insider, our buddy Jason Lockenfour. You can find him on Twitter at that very address, at Jason Lockenfour, his latest thoughts, musings, ramblings on the National Football League. All right, we saw a wild one as, you know, with Kareem Hunt gone from Kansas City. They still win. They still get the job done against Oakland, probably a little closer than people like. Yeah. But they, they win. They bring in Sharkandrick West, so we got a little bit of that. And then we had Chargers-Steelers fight, fighting for the who gets to to char, charge up, for lack of a better term, to uh, try to challenge. And the Chargers come away with a very curious and oftentimes confusing victory. Uh, can they catch them? You know, it's not out of the it's not out of the realm of possibility. It it, it really isn't. They have one more head to head game left. That's obviously utterly imperative for the Chargers to win that game at Arrowhead, which won't be easy. But really, the you go back to Week One when they played, and we didn't know exactly what Patrick Mahomes was yet, and obviously Bosa wasn't playing. You know, there was a, the Chargers were dealing with a lot of stuff at the time, um, and they found a way to sort of lose that game as they have tended to do in recent years. A lot has changed. Eric Berry, um, I would not be surprised at all if he's back for the Chiefs this week against the Ravens, uh, and then that gives him a little bit of time to get his legs under him before they, before they face um, you know, Phillip Rivers and what's going to be a very different passing attack than what they'll see from, from the Ravens team that, that wants to basically play rugby and run it down your throats, which makes sense. It's the, it's, that's the only viable path they have on offense right now. 
So I don't. I, I look. I really like the Chargers. I thought the Chargers would win that division. I picked the Chargers. Um, I know I at least had them in my AFC Championship game. I may have had them in the Super Bowl. I really kind of felt like this could be their year. I loved the roster as it looked on paper. You know, in in August into September, um, they've tended to avoid catastrophic injuries. So I don't. I mean, look like. Eventually, I think Phillip Rivers is going to win some really big games, and that defense can travel, and Melvin Gordon may miss another game or two. We'll see, but I don't expect that injury to be long-term. Um, they're not going to be a fun out in the playoffs. Now, we'll see if they have to go somewhere and play. Like, look, if they have to go to Foxborough in a snowstorm, you know what I mean, in a blizzard, it's mm-hmm. probably not their year. But they could. They, it's not out of the question, to your point, that they win the division, and wouldn't that be something – Playoff games in a twenty thousand seat <laughs> soccer stadium, and eighteen thousand eight hundred and ninety eight people are rooting for the other team. <laughs> you can follow my Twitter. <laughs> That's the Chargers right there. Jay Jason summed Lock it up nicely Fora. right there uh, on Twitter at Jason Lock and Fora. Jay, as always, buddy, appreciate it. Thanks for staying up with us. I know it was tough in that fourth quarter, but you had to see how things ended for Mark Sanchez, and I appreciate yeah, you were, that. You were the light at the end of my tunnel. You got me through that game. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, I'm going to put that on my uh, on yeah. my resume. The wind beneath my wings. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> see, see you, ya. Jay. We'll talk to you. <laughs> Godspeed. There you go. We got, it. we got him through the game. Yeah! I got to do the interview. I got to talk. I got to get through things. I like talking I to those guys. It. I'll watch Sanchez. <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. We'll get to a real conversation about the college football playoff in a second. However, this bit of news has just come in. Yeah, buddy. Get ready. Magic Johnson will coach the Lakers. Magic Johnson (laughs) has gone to Las Vegas. This report from Jeff Passan at Yahoo Sports. Why has Magic Johnson gone to Las Vegas? He's buying a casino. Wants to play Keno. Magic Johnson has gone to Las Vegas. Keno. Nice. Leading. He just watched the number go. Woo. 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 That's like a game that I'll enjoy like when I'm 80. Hey, look. look It just goes right and he just lands and goes. Magic Johnson has led a Dodgers delegate to Las Vegas to meet with. Andre Agassi, they have led a Dodgers contingent to Las Vegas and today met with Bryce Harper about potentially signing with the Dodgers. According to Jeff Passan's article, the White Sox, White Sox, White Sox, yo. Phillies, Yankees are at the top of this list, but now add the Dodgers to this long list of teams pursuing Bryce Harper. And for anybody who thinks Bryce Harper's not going to get his money, obviously he's going to get his money. You got a handful. I mean, that's just the tip of the iceberg in terms of teams that want to at least get a seat at the table. They're saying what? It's at least a dozen teams or thereabout uh, that are finding their way to Nevada to meet with him. I mean, we're not talking three or four. You're talking a dozen teams at least want to be able to give their pitch. That's a pretty big deal. Cubs and the Padres want to check in. The Nationals are going to get back. Astros and Cardinals probably are going to get involved as well because Bryce Harper really likes those teams. So th- th- you're talking about a third of Major League Baseball 
is going to try to be, quote, in on these negotiations. And the best part of it is, look, I've told you before, I'm not going to spend that kind of money. It's not worth it on one player in baseball. Bryce Harper is not worth it. The image of having Bryce Harper is better than the reality of Bryce Harper. He's knocked in 100 runs in a season once. He's injury prone. He doesn't hit for high average all the time. Look at look at what he is the past six years, and you realize giving this guy three or $400 million is not going to be good for your team. But think about how exciting this process is going to be because – for you and I and everybody, where's he going to end up? That's great theater. Well, and think about it. We're here in Los it's Angeles for us locally. Yeah. It, it's going to make everybody go a little bit crazy, mm-hmm. right? And if he actually shows up here, next level. For me, the White Sox, they're bringing Jim Tomei in, and they're having him talk to him. He works for the team and does stuff. Certainly in Chicago, looking to get a big splash and take away a couple of headlines from the Cubs every now and again. So those two stories. But just for baseball to have a story like this that becomes, and it cuts through the clutter of Monday night football, an NBA slate, everything that's going on, that's kind of a big deal. And look, who winds up with him and really the sheer number of teams isn't going to shrink because mainly it's these teams are involved because they have the money to spend. Everybody knows what you're not getting in going – Hey, you know, uh, if Bryce Harper's going to take like four years and a hundred million, we'll give it to him. No, right? You know, he you know. rejected ten years, yeah. three hundred. Yeah. From, so, so you from know Washington. what it is. You're not walking into a, a high end boutique going, maybe I'm going to find a clearance sale, and there's going to be something in the back, and I can get a nice leather purse. That you, no, you're not. Yeah, gonna the do ante that. at this poker you know sale, poker game is a lot higher, and you know if you have the most money, you have a chance. Why? Because Scott Boris is never going to take less money. Right. He's going even if even if his client says, "Well, the Astros offered me three hundred and fifty million, but I really want to go to the Cardinals. They're offering three ten. Scott Boris is going to say, "No, no, 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 no. You need to go. I need to win this because it's really about me. No, no, you're you know it's like it's like going after Le'Veon Bell. If you have the most money, you will be there all the way up until the end. So for the White, do you think? Oh, the White Sox have a chance if the White Sox say, "Hey, how about three hundred seventy-five million? And the next closest is 325. Guess where Bryce Harper's going to sign? He's going to your Chicago White Sox or the Padres or where whoever's going to give him the most money. That's where he's going to go. Well, you brought up Le'Veon Bell there for a moment. What do you think his camp felt about the Kareem Hunt release? I when think, we were talking about how much money guys. I think are he getting. thought, hey, that's a landing spot for me. I can. I, I'm, yeah, but all. But now also Kansas now City, there's a guy in the marketplace as well, though. Yeah, but but. It, it doesn't matter. Even if it takes Kansas City he's, out, he's not. Yeah, it, it's it's tougher to sign Kareem Hunt than it is to sign Le'Veon. No, no question Kareem, about so it. So it's going to be. But just from a no one's going to guy be, with you know, a skill set. Oh yeah, that rivals guy, Le'Veon Bell. But then, you're you're trying to get by in a bargain and and catch in with, and and catch cash in with Kareem Hunt because you don't have to pay him. He's talented and young. Le'Veon Bell's going to oh, get no, his he's money from his somebody money. who talking. is going to you know pay him and pay him long term. Yeah. Uh, Seventeen or more per year, no question about it. But, but for this, wherever to see, he goes, just that—that's how much fun it's. Gonna, it's just gonna, I would just if I'm if I'm trying to get Bryce Harper on the, I just show up and just start throwing money at the table with him. No, just keep it. This is not even recruitment. My no, no, just keep it. Just keep it. There's more where that came from. Because think about the money. Rain part and dollar of it. bills. I love it. Because if you want to think about where you want to go, free agency. You want to go to a different destination, or you would not have turned down the Nationals where they are. You want a lot of money because you would not have turned down $300 right. million dollars for 10 years. So you know there's certain things that Bryce Harper wants, and there's certain things he's communicating through the media, which is what he wants. Hey, 
I don't want Washington because they would give me about what I want. And 10 years and $300 million, yeah, no, I, I don't know that I want that. It's going to be more money. Some players are going to pay him. It's like he's Le'Veon Bell. Do you think Magic Johnson, when he arrived in Nevada, was A, wearing a LeBron James jersey, and B, had he had LeBron James <laughs> tape a message for Magic? Oh, as yeah. As part of the recruitment, saying, yeah, look, yeah, you got me to come to L.A. Sure. And look what we're doing. We got this team and blah, blah, blah. Do you really, think, at, do you really think LeBron would say, Magic got me to come to L.A.? If LeBron was telling the truth of the message, he would go, hey, Bryce, Braun, hey, L.A.'s fun, man. I was coming here anyway. I mean, there was no good free agency pitch or anything, and the roster wasn't that good, but I decided to sign up because, you know, hey. look, it's L.A., dude. Show up. It'll be fun. No, no, no. He's a salesman. He's a salesman. He'll, no, I, he'll I, I, wanna, a sales pitch. I want the Charles Barkley. I am not a role model sales pitch. I want the, if That's you buy not these LeBron sneakers, James. if you buy these sneakers, it's not going to make you jump like me or play <laughs> basketball like me. It'll just make you have sneakers like me, period. I get that. that That's, that's not LeBron James. Nah, just He'd then try to sell you a cranberry Sprite or whatever the hell he's doing. <laughs> you have a cranberry Sprite. Mmm, it's so good. I love cranberry Sprite. That's delicious. More please. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Let's have a real conversation for a couple minutes about the college football playoff. We know the Heisman Trophy finalists, they were announced today. Probably Tonga Viola is going to win, but Haskins, Kyler Murray certainly uh, have had phenomenal seasons. Kyler Murray, your early favorite mm-hmm. to win. Yeah, but uh, probably in the end. But, you know, like I said, it, we'll wait and see. But now we know the team's playing in the college football playoff after it broke yesterday. Oklahoma in the playoff. Oklahoma, Alabama, Clemson, and Notre Dame. Being left out is Ohio State. And all day today, I saw the wrong conversation being had, which was, does Oklahoma belong over Ohio State? And sure, you want to make an argument? Yeah, I think Oklahoma's better than Ohio State. But realize the conversation we need to be having is that you are splitting hairs about who's going to the playoff, and you're breaking down the one loss that Oklahoma has versus the one loss that Ohio State had. Was the loss worse? Yes, but it was a loss. It was one game. And the real conversation is, here's a Power 5 team, the Big Ten champion, left out of the college football playoff despite the fact they had one loss. And we had two of the Power Five conferences left out overall because obviously the Pac-12 didn't have a team in. This is why the playoff needs to get to eight. Because every year, somebody like this gets left out. You have five Power Five conferences. Unless you're going to do the whole big John Calipari realignment of four 16-team conferences, that's not going to help. It needs to expand so everybody can get in. Because you tell teams, all right, lose one game and you'll get it. But now that's not the case. Ohio State finishes just as good as anybody else does. Sorry, buddy. I know there's a tough game this weekend for you. That's but all right. They Team still, fought. That's all you can hope. They still, Adversity comes, you fight. They still won. They won out. They beat the number four team in the country and scored 63 points on them. And still they're left out. That's not right. If you're splitting hairs about the 65th through 68th team in the NCAA tournament field, all right, then you're wondering, okay, strength is good. But this is the top four teams in the country, and you can't tell me there's that that much of a difference, if there's one at all, between Oklahoma and Ohio State. The right thing to do, 18 playoff, your five power five champions get in, and you have three wild cards. 
That way, if you don't win, you have a chance to get in still because you have the bad luck of, well, we lost one game, but Alabama was so good in the SEC, they win. We we have one loss, we get to go. Five power fives, everybody is happy, and you put three wild cards in, UCF can get in, everything is fine. Well, it goes back to when we initially got the playoff set up. Everybody's like, all right, it's better than the BCS. And they slapped each other on the back, started counting their money. And then nobody bothered to recognize that five was greater than four and didn't Mm -hmm. even account for all the incidences where Notre Dame would be Notre Dame of old and run through their schedule. Or you'd have Central Florida have their monster season and look good stylistically to where you're like, you know, outside chance, puncher's chance, right? Could they run the table in a big, big playoff system? Probably not, but... Give them one shot. Yeah. Why not? But so when you started this, when you had five greater than four, you already screwed this up. Mm-hmm. But you'd already set in motion that it was going to expand. Whether it goes to six teams and you get buys or you go to eight teams, the inevitability is there. Wait, more TV, more money? Let's go. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.